Welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into an opportunity. I'm Vincent Herringer. Every week I talk to entrepreneurs, investors and experts about what they're doing to solve the climate crisis and get New Zealand down to zero emissions by 2050 or sooner. This Climate Business is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. If your family is anything like mine, we love meal kits, but boy do we hate the packaging. Polystyrene meat trays, foil bags and more plastic wrapped in a Greyland building site. Is there a way to get the convenience of a meal kit with the discernment of a sustainable shopper? Well, Toby Skilton reckons there is. He and his partner Elise Hilliam have launched MenuAid, a meal kit for the conscious consumer. Welcome to the show uh, again. Uh, lovely to have you, um, to see you again, but this time wearing a different hat, Toby. <laughs> yeah, kia ora Vincent. No, it's, it's good to be back. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my time on here last time and thought this would be a great opportunity to, to chat with you about, um, about MenuAid. Yeah, brilliant. All right, well, um, let's just go straight to the why. I mean, there are a lot of meal kit solutions out there, one of them publicly listed and very big and successful. What makes you think that you can find space in a crowded market? Yeah, so I mean, a little bit kind of, I guess, around that why is both Elise Elise and I, we absolutely love to cook. Um, And just one of the major pain points in our lives is when it rolls around to Sunday and it's time to come off the weekly shop, um, we do try and, I guess, somewhat meal plan, um, doing five or six recipes for the week. And I guess there's that choice paralysis really sets in and we start just looping back to the same classics. I, I love chicken enchiladas and, and she's a big fan of bolognese. So there's, there's far too much of that going on. So we <laughs> ultimately, like, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of people, we thought, right, these meal kits are going to be perfect for us. Um, taking care of that choice paralysis um, and, and laying on a whole heap of convenience. So we went down that route and just found kind of how you mentioned the intro I mean the, the packaging was for us just atrocious did not align with our values whatsoever and I know that there's now great things in place where you could potentially recycle them that sort of stuff but for us I think no packaging is the best form of packaging so we sort of thought you know what if we could come up with a solution that provided that same level of convenience you know you get given these these recipes um, you essentially have the ability to have them delivered and you've got full control over your waste profile over the flexibility of when when you eat the meals um, and of course making it affordable for everyone and that's ultimately where we landed uh, with MenuAid at the moment. So the the key to it is the flexibility. So you don't so much deliver the um, the entire meal kit. You deliver in in the first place a menu option, and then from there it really is up to the consumer to decide how and what they purchase to fulfil that menu. Yeah, it's exactly right. So each week you get sent five original recipes um, hand curated by our chefs, um, and from there you choose which ones you want to cook. Um, and over time, this recipe library will grow and grow and grow, and you'll have your favourites you can look back to. Um, any recipe you do choose, and then moves to your trolley, which we generate a nice reconciled shopping list for you, where you can swap out things that you don't really like, um, edit quantities to, to feed less or, or more tummies, um, and then more importantly, removing things that you've already got at home, like a bunch of staples. Hmm. Um, once you're happy with the list, you've got flexible shopping options. So you can either take that list with you and, and go and visit a local butcher, farmer's market, fruit and veg supplier, um, or you can shop online. So we integrate into Countdown currently, where you can then pull that list um, and ultimately have those groceries delivered to your door. Um, so for the convenience level of a, of a food box. Hmm. So um, in some ways, it just uh, is incredibly good for the lazy person because you could just get a recipe book and 
create an ingredients list and go shopping? What what do you do that is different from that? Yeah, so we found one of the major pain points and kind of back to Mona Lisa's thing is first finding those recipes within your, your multiple recipe books or using Instagram, it's just a time-consuming process and we are creatures of convenience at the moment. Um, and one of the biggest pain points and ultimately landed on being my job, no offense to Elise, but I seem to always be the one doing this part, is just reconciling that shopping list. So you've got your five recipes, they all contain garlic, they all contain onion, different bits of that and that. And you don't want to have five lots of garlic on your shopping list. So it's making hmm. this this reconciled list just takes a bunch of time. Um, and then, then to go and do the shop. So for us, it's a, a huge play on convenience um, and also just, again, giving people that flexibility and uh, removing the choice paralysis. Um, so, yeah, it's very much a convenience play and giving people that full control over the waste profile. I know one of the uh, concerns that people have and we have um, with our business, The Feed, is the reliance on supermarkets as the kind of only source of grocery items, particularly in a lockdown environment, right, where you can't get access to your local butcher or your fruiterer. Um, your pro- proposition, I suppose, is is all about giving people the choice to say, I don't, uh, this is nothing to say against supermarkets, but I don't have to shop at a supermarket. I don't have to rely on a massive distribution centre somewhere uh, in an anonymous place to fulfil my, uh, my my menu list. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think for, for us, this feature doesn't currently exist, but one of the things we're actively working on is building out this like shop local um, sort of directory within the platform. So you would choose, um, I want to sh- get my groceries online. Uh, from then, you would just filter by location and it would show you all of the different, uh, you know, like the bin and equivalents, your, uh, your butchers, food providers, markets, you name it, they all show up there. Um, some may not have the ability to shop online, which is fine, but you'll be able to figure out how to go there and, and, and shop a person. Um, so it's just giving visibility to some of the smaller players as well. Because I think to your point, people are generally wanting to sort of uh, explore and, and try new places and, and support, um, you know, not necessarily the, the bigger guys, uh, but just generally don't know where to start. It's, it's hmm. again, making that choosing process a bit easier. Who writes your recipes? Yeah, so we've gotten two incredible uh, recipe writers um, and chefs. So one is um, Helen Jackson. So she um, has an incredible website called Food Lovers. Um, I believe she was the first recipe website uh in New Zealand, potentially. I think maybe even more of a, a claim to fame than that. I'm not too sure. Um, and then Brett McGregor, who was the first winner of uh, MasterChef New Zealand. Um, so they both create the recipes uh, for MenuAid, following the MenuAid guidelines that we've set up as a team. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, so that's where we are now. We are looking at kind of – we've got two packs at the moment. So there's a balanced one that consists of uh, three uh, meat-based dishes and two uh, plant-based and then a veggie pack which is sort of four uh, five vegetarian based meals uh, that can easily be turned vegan how does how do you grow a business like this like it's a great idea and i'm sure there's been a, a huge amount of cost and effort to get to this point and and now you need customers right so you, you've talked to people like me that might get you you know one or two um how do you grow to a to reach a scale i imagine that this is a low margin kind of business with uh, that is solved by scale. Yeah, so we've been, I mean, firstly, absolutely blown away by the, the uptake initially. So we actually launched last week, Tuesday, so we're well and truly in our infancy, and we're now sort of just sitting just under 2,000 people uh, subscribed to the platform. <clears throat> One of the things we have found to be uh, quite pivotal is our users referring friends. 
Uh, so people mm-hmm. genuinely coming along, absolutely loving it and, and sharing us, uh, inviting their other friends and family and colleagues to sign up. Um, another another thing we're exploring again to try to get reach a critical mass is a couple of sort of business-based subscriptions. So two areas, we're looking to work with different gyms um, and physios, dietitians, things like that, giving them the opportunity to give the Pardon me, to give menu aid um, to their customers as a subscription for for trial out for a free for a month, um, or ultimately a business being able to kind of use um, menu aid as like a mem- uh, uh, employee benefit, um, and so the business would take on a subscription and be able to give you know all staff the ability to use menu aid for free um, to help with kind of planning their meal times and um, eating hopefully a little bit you know uh, a, a new variety of meals. You mentioned, uh, that's a great idea, by the way, and you, you mentioned cost effectiveness. Uh, so many of the meal kit solutions are really aimed at uh, upper socio-economic. They're quite elitist, I think, uh, you know, just around their pricing and, and menu selection. In what way are you cost effective? Yeah, so one of the main things that, that we really targeted on was is making sure our recipes are at an absolute maximum uh, $10 per serve. They generally now sit around sort of 6 to $7. Um, but the real benefit for anyone and what, what does make it affordable is you have full control over the cost. So when you are shopping online or taking the list with you, you've got that ability to choose the brands that are in line with your budget. Um, and instead of kind of getting sent out this box, it costs X amount of dollars, you've got the ability, if a dish does have something that might be expensive, you can leave it out. If you don't have particular staples, you can choose to leave them out. Um, the other side of it, which does add a, a really nice cost effectiveness, is being able to kind of grow, I guess, your base level of staples. Um, so making sure instead of getting sent a small little packet of rice, being able to maybe buy a bigger bag of rice that could last a long time, different spices, sauces. So over time, your shops actually get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper um, rather than just paying this fixed rate every week. Um, so that's one thing that we've found. We've, since launch, we've had about 450 people get in touch, what we call tickets. It's just people asking for new features or offering feedback. Um, and so much of it was the love of being able to choose the brands they love. A lot of niche things, people tell us about their favourite aiolis that they use and, and cans of tomatoes, all sorts of stuff. But having that flexibility to choose was like a real selling point for a lot of people. The um, ability to kind of mix and match provides uh, that kind of flexibility, but does that also, uh, I don't know, undermine the the simplicity of the model? You were saying that kind of the need that you want to address is is around simplicity, but you're adding a lot of flexibility. I'm suddenly feeling like quite sweaty with the number of choices I have to make. Yeah, so it does, I guess, it's, it's kind of as convenient um, as you want it to be. I mean, in terms of a user journey, you click the five recipes that you want to cook, that shopping list is prepared, and you go in and just choose the groceries and brands that you're familiar with. Um, For those who are kind of looking to, I guess, explore their culinary creativity and wanting to try new new things, there's there's also that option too. But, you know, we've generally, we're doing a bit of testing early on around just time saved and sort of average, I guess, for um, the beta testing group that we had, the kind of average time it was taking people to, we challenged them to just find five recipes first was like the first bit, find five recipes you want to cook for the week, create the shopping list. And then, you know, we're not going to actually get them to go and do the shop. But average time in the supermarket is generally around 40 minutes to an hour anyway. And so with MenuAid, you take care of that process. If, if you went through the online portal, you mm-hmm. could do it in 10 minutes. Um, so it is really, really simple um, for, yeah, for a user perspective. 
This is your third business. So I'm getting the feeling that you uh, people can't see a picture of you because it's just an audio. You're you're relatively young, Toby. It's um, it's annoying that this is uh, that you're so young and have created so many businesses. Uh, I get the feeling this is not your last. Uh, are you on a bit of a roll? And we should mention the other business is um, Mutu, which is, uh, well, you, you tell us what it is. You'll explain it, Peter. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> thank you for the, the, the plug. It's, um, yeah, basically we, we actually started off as a, a peer-to-peer rental marketplace app, so much like Airbnb, but for everyday items, so water blasters, kayaks, trailers, you name it. Um, since actually last talking to you, Vincent, it's grown quite a lot since then in terms of our direction. Um, we're just in the process actually tomorrow about to release a try first. Well, it won't be probably tomorrow when this goes out, but <laughs> it will be live by then. Uh, but basically a try first proposition, which working with really large retail brands uh, to enable them the ability to offer a, a rental model or a more flexible shopping option. Um, hmm. So you, if you're looking to buy, for example, a nice new camera, um, you'd be able to then test out that camera for a fixed period, say a week or a month. Um, and if you decide you love it and you really do want to buy it, you can make that informed decision. And if it's not for you, you're then able to return it to the business uh, and no extra cost. So sort of we knew we couldn't stop people buying stuff um, as much as we, we tried. Um, but what we can do is at least slow down you know, that, that horrible rate of consumption. Um, so, yeah, really exciting in, in that space. But, yeah, I think I've just been motivated by it's almost slightly selfish, I think, uh, try, just trying to solve things that, irritate me in my life and then hopefully finding out that I, I don't sit alone. Uh, well, I hope you find many more irritations and we look forward to seeing more innovations come out of your brain, Toby. It's lovely talking to you. Good luck. Uh, how do we find MenuAid online? Yeah, so we're just at menuaid.co.nz um, and we're across all socials just at MenuAid. Fantastic. Great talking. Good luck. Awesome. Thanks for listening to This Climate Business. I hope you enjoyed the programme. There are more episodes as well as notes and blogs on our website, thisclimatebusiness.com. I'm Vincent Herringer, and if you know someone who deserves to be interviewed on our show, email me, vincent at thisclimatebusiness.com, or find me on Twitter, vherringer, that's two E's, one R. Meanwhile, I'll be back same time next week, and no hurrah.